This is the Fathering Project podcast, Figuring It Out Together, where we tackle many challenges facing dads and father figures and explore fathering across all ages, from newborns to toddlers, school age and teenagers. We speak with experts in their fields to help you navigate solutions and positive outcomes for each stage of your fathering journey. Let's figure it out together. Hello and welcome to the Fathering Project podcast. Kathy Gapaya here, and today I'm thrilled to be joined by our guest, Dr. Marnie Lishman. In today's podcast, we're going to be chatting about the importance of mindset and how it impacts fathering our children, our overall well-being, a discussion we're very much looking forward to as part of Mental Health Month. Marnie is a health and community psychologist, keynote speaker, author, and media commentator. A nurturer at heart, she's worked in private practice for many years in academia, in several Perth universities, and now predominantly designs and delivers bespoke mental health and workplace team mindset learning and developmental experiences. Marnie, welcome and thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. If you don't mind, we'll jump straight into the questions as we're yes. really keen to hear all about the power of our mindset. Yes. Now, part of your tenure industry experience sees you working as a mindset coach. Can you tell us a little bit more about this and the importance of mindset in our daily life? Yes. Well, like you said, uh, you know, I've been a uh, psychologist for many years and uh, have been working in private practice uh, for probably the the most of my career. Um, But what I found is that, yeah, a lot of people would come and see me because of obviously things that were going on in their mind. Um, And sometimes they might have been really stressed. They might have been feeling uh, quite depressed. Um, Or sometimes it's uh, in regards to anxiety, which is probably the most common uh, reason someone would go to a site. Yeah, I mean, you just have to look at the statistics. Um, but then there's a lot of things that people are doing in their lives and interacting with other people where they're trying to navigate just different areas of their life and try and figure out a um, way to do things better, particularly if it was causing themselves distress or other people distress in their lives. So that's what they were coming for, for advice for. And what I found just in my interactions there's only so many people you can see as a psychologist one-on-one but it wasn't even my wonderful clients that I was learning from it was the people outside who don't go to see a psychologist uh, you know just trying to navigate life but wouldn't actually reach out to a psychologist to actually get help so I thought to myself well you know maybe if we kind of um, you know just because of the stigma around mental health issues Uh, perhaps, you know, kind of reframing what I do a little bit, uh, you know, and and because the coaching industry was uh, on the increase as well and people were probably more likely to go see a coach than they would to see a psychologist. Um, Let's reframe that, blend a lot of those skills together and, yeah, combine the the wonderful tools and techniques that all these industries have to give people the skills to navigate life a lot better. And so that's where the mindset coaching came in, because I think if we were all honest and a little bit vulnerable about how we've navigated things in our life, I think we all need a little bit of support and help in that area, don't we? So, um, (laughs) yeah, and and mindset's the foundation for everything. It's what we operate from, isn't it? 
It's the platform, isn't it? And, you know, the mind is such a powerful thing. And if we aren't careful, we can really go off on different tangents that aren't great for our mental health. Exactly, exactly. And a lot of our blueprint, and I often say this to my clients, the blueprint that we operated from often comes from when we were really young and what we witnessed and who we interacted with and everything that we've learned from all our experiences formally and informally. And then we go out into the world, into the adult world and just operate from that. But that that mental blueprint is our mindset. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we're not perfect human beings and sometimes we get it a little bit wrong. Um, yeah, and, and sometimes get a little bit stuck. Um, we've all been there. And is there a way to have a perfect platform to start off with in the beginning of the day? Like do you give people, you know, do these three things um, advice on you know doing certain things to start the day off every day in a particular positive mindset yeah yeah I mean I'm all for the morning ritual <laughs> and if you if you read up I, I love uh, biographies and autobiographies so I'm constantly looking at the the most successful people in the world and and what they do to kind of start the day and all of them have morning rituals so that instead of being reactive to how we kind of you know, some of us spring out of bed and some of us roll out of it, quite frankly. So, yeah, how do we kind of reset the minute we get out so that we can start the day in a really healthy way? And, and yeah, a lot of them, you know, you've got your Richard Branson swimming around the island. Uh, you've got, you know, CEOs of companies who are meditating. But I would say have a think about how you uh, usually get up in the morning and if there's a, a, a couple of things that you could do and I would say the meditation is really good in getting you started and uh, sorry there's a dog barking in the background physical activity yeah that is the most wonderful start of the day you could possibly have and the antidote to stress straight off the bat it's a wonderful thing, physical activity for so many elements of your life, isn't it? Now, yeah. our mindset, Marnie, also affects our children and people around us and their mindset. So how yeah. would you say mindset impacts a father's way of parenting their own child? Is um, their role as a father impacted by their own father's mindset and how they were brought up? Yeah, I mean, like we were talking about before, that blueprint of operating um, often comes from our early experiences. So usually whatever happened in our childhood and our adolescence, while our brain is forming, um, you, your brain's like a sponge. So a lot of it, yeah, once we go out into the adult world and we have our own adult experiences, including our parenting, yeah, we're often going off what we've learned. Um, so... Yeah, it has a lot to do with it, but we've got to remember, and it's an interesting word when we talk about mindset, because we really need to be careful because it doesn't have to be set. It's adaptable. So this is why self-importance is, is, is so important, is if we're adopting a mindset and make it a little bit more um, of a growth and learning mindset and operate from that, if the one that we've been brought up with, so that blueprint and that foundation hasn't been healthy, um, if you're adopting more of a, um, a learning mindset, then you can be more open to different ways of working so that you can be more of a healthier parent or a healthier father in terms of how you interact with your children, which is a um, good thing. It's a good thing, isn't it, that we can keep learning forever across a lifespan. 
Absolutely. And it's interesting that you say mindset makes you Mm. feel like it's always set in that way. Whereas maybe we should be adopting, as we were talking before, making up a word, mindexable, which is a flexible mindset, in fact. Yes, yes, exactly. And I think particularly in today's world where everything is changing really quickly. So we live in a very fast uh, fast paced world that's um, uncertain a lot of the time and and it's ever-changing. So you know, having adaptability, um, being very agile and being really open to new experiences and having that and, and that flexibility uh, is extremely important because there's a, yeah, we can't, even, even if we had the most perfect mindset that was developed 30, 40 years ago, it's not going to work now anyway, is it? <laughs> the world's different. And of course, when you become a new dad or you're looking at your role as a father, there's a lot of other things to consider. So you might put your mindset, you know, at the bottom of the list, whereas it's actually really important to be at the top of the list, isn't it? Oh, yes. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of us spend that much time. I mean, I do and I'm probably you, you do because um, we work in this field. So we know that mindset is everything. I mean, your brain, it's your brain, isn't it? And your brain operates everything. It operates your thoughts, your feelings and your behaviours. That, that little thing on the top of our, our body controls everything. And why don't we, why aren't we talking about that more? Very good question. Well, we're hoping to be talking to you about <laughs> this more, absolutely. And I know our listeners are keen to, um, to learn more. So, um Just moving on to the next question, the pressure around work can also hinder fathers. We often work with, as you know, with fathers and their their relationship at home and their relationship with their kids and work pressures are always present. For decades, the culture has seen dads as the breadwinner and provider and many still feel like they can't take the time off. They would like to be with their newborn or even leave work early to do school pickup. We start shifting away from this mindset what what do we need to do yeah yeah I mean and it's been that way for so long hasn't it but I think you know I know there's nothing nothing may just happen in the world in the last couple of years but I think there's been a big shake-up hasn't there like in lots of ways I know it's been a very stressful and yeah not most people haven't had a very nice time in the last two or three years um, with the pandemic but it's almost been the disruption that we needed isn't it? Because, you know, a lot of dads have had a chance to um, really change the way they usually would have to work and workplaces for the first time, especially workplaces that have said for a long time, no, you can't work at home. No, you can't take some time off, you know, um, uh, to go pick up your kids from school. No, we can't do that. Now, for the first time, they've been forced (laughs) to see that that actually works. And, They've, they've got the evidence that a lot of people, a lot of men actually perform better and are more productive if they're at home and have more of a balance. So um, I think, yeah, the world is shifting and changing, but I really think we need to start talking about it more and men need to be raising it more um, with their, their leadership teams to actually be a bit more honest and vulnerable so that they demonstrate that there is a need out there and they actually need to be given the chance to be able to nurture all those other areas of their life apart from that man has to be the provider traditional role that's always been. 
And we also have the power to positively influence how our children think and behave. What strategies can we use to impact our child's mindset? Yeah, yeah. This is the thing is that we learn best informally, don't we? We really learn best when, um, yeah, we're operating at our, our best, when the people around us are operating at our best. And so I would really come down to having that self-awareness, having that self-awareness in life and um, having a think and reflecting every day what worked here in the household and in my interactions with the people around me, um, what didn't, what do I need to grow in, what do I need to learn to do things better. So always operating in that role, I think, as a parent, even if you're having a a bad day, you know, because none of us are are perfect, and then, then that's what your children are watching because they're going to be imperfect as well. That's right. And they, they you know, don't always listen to what you say, but they always do what you do, don't they? They follow exactly. and mimic what you do. Do you exactly. see fathers playing a unique role in influencing their children's mindset? Yeah, yeah. Kids are watching us all the time. You know, so you could you could spit out a whole heap of lessons every day at the end of the day and, and tell everyone what they should be learning, but they're watching how you navigate life. They're watching uh, what words come out. They're watching your non-verbals, and that's how they're learning. Um, so even if you're having a day where you're, you know, you're a dad and you're, you're stressed out, you know, learning to communicate and speak and, and be reflective of your day and, and, and apologising for little moments where you, you get it wrong um, and, and growing from it. Isn't that a great formula to, even if you're, you know, you're having a moment where you, you kind of go a little bit berserk because uh, you've had a bad day, talking about that later and, and yeah, having a conversation and apologising so that when your kid, 20 years' time, you know, get stressed out and anxious and yells at their family, then they know what to do with that as well. That's that's a, a healthy role modelling, isn't it? Not getting it perfect. Yeah, well, just keeping it real really, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. Just keeping it real and, and saying it as you're feeling it to a certain extent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now, we're living in unique and challenging times, as you said, um, you mentioned earlier with the last couple of years. <laughs> and the last, these last few years have taken their toll and continue to impact people, families and workplaces in different ways. What's your piece of advice to best move forward and support our mental health and well-being while we're struggling with these challenges? Yeah, I think we, we need a society that talks about mental health and well-being like they talk about physical health and well-being. We need to be open and honest about how we're feeling, why we're feeling like that, and just start being more vulnerable. And, you know, like you mentioned that great term before, keeping it real. Um, Too many people, we talk about our injuries, don't we, or when we've got COVID, but we're not talking enough yet. We've come a long way, (laughs) Uh, but there's still a long way to go. Is you know, I'm struggling. You know, I can't pay the bills right now or, I can't sleep at night because I'm so worried. Like talking to our mates and our families and our bosses, the more we're having these chats, it becomes more real, doesn't it? And then most people will then um, feel confident enough to kind of, yeah, no, I'm going to go seek help for this. I'm going to go learn 
some tools and techniques so that I can um, operate better despite how I'm feeling and see if I can shift that um, for the better of myself and my family. So I think we're more the more comfortable we get talking about things, um, the more people are going to go, yeah, I'm just going to go get some help from this, you know. Yeah, and I think obviously trying to stay positive where possible is a key part, but it's really yes. important to not be in that toxic positivity situation oh. where you feel like you always have to present a perfect facade. Oh, yes. Everything's yes. fantastic. And if, if there are struggles, then, you know, you should articulate them well, in, the exactly. right place, in, the, in the right place to the right people. Oh, for sure. For sure, yeah. And I think a little bit, uh, especially in the last few years, people are kind of sick of that toxic positivity, aren't they? And I think you've really got to listen to all of your emotions because every single one of them is valid. Um, and once you listen to it, then you can kind of say, what? why am I feeling like that? What's going on? And can I do something about it or can I do something to shift how I feel or can I challenge how I'm thinking? Can I, you know, so it just helps you navigate. So you've got to listen to all those feelings. Um, there's a great term called tragic optimism, and that is kind of the opposite to toxic positivity. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm struggling right now, but you know what? I'm going to, you know, get the help. I'm going to talk to people, and I've really got hope that I'm going to feel better soon and things are going to get back on track. Fantastic. Wow. Thank you so much, Marnie, um, for joining us today. Um, it's been great uh, to listen to you about how we can keep our mental fitness moving forward. And as you say, look at it in the same way as we do our physical yes. fitness. Um, very, you know, key to our well-being and um, general health. And also how it ties into our environment, our parenting, our fathering and our relationships. Listeners, if you would like to list, learn more about Marnie and her work, you can visit her website at marnielishman.com.au. The link will also be up on the Fathering channel. Thank you again, Marnie, and we hope to have you on our podcast again soon. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Fathering First podcast. If you like what you're hearing and want to give us some love, share it with your friends and leave a review on your preferred podcast app. If you're feeling extra generous, you can also donate to help us continue to change children's lives through fathering. The link is in the description. Thank you in advance. The content doesn't stop here. If you're looking for more support between episodes, check out the Fathering channel at thefatheringproject.org forward slash fathering dash channel for all your fathering resources.